everyone this is GOI radio and i am your host chitra anand and i am broadcasting from the radio station of gallery of ideas broadcasting live from barcelona spain and today is january 20th uh sorry january 27th on the stock show you will find your own encouragement for your unique journey on holistic health and empowered living you will be provided tools and tips not to just survive this life but thrive in the areas of health career family and self care so come with your big bold empowered life with me on this talk show on GOI radio are you ready i sure am Our topic for today is empowered living and we will also integrate principles of holistic health. On today's show I am excited to offer you the best tips and pointers on how to get started on a highly successful holistic healthy and empowering lifestyle. Thanks to the positive and nice feedback we receive it is lovely to hear and be appreciated. Please check out our Facebook group GOI Radio Polyglot Barcelona Details of all shows are posted on a regular basis and you can reach me there to comment or ask questions How to make mindfulness a habit It is estimated that 95% of our behavior runs on autopilot That's because neural networks underlie all of our habits reducing our millions of sensory inputs per second into manageable shortcuts these default brain signals are so efficient that they often cause us to relapse into old behaviors mindfulness is the exact opposite of these default processes it's executive control rather than autopilot and enables intentional actions will power and decisions but and there is a huge but here this takes practice the more we activate the intentional brain the stronger it gets every time we do something deliberate and new we stimulate neuroplasticity activating our gray matter but here's the problem while our intentional brain knows what is best for us our autopilot brain causes us to shortcut our way through life i will give a very small example from my daily life uh, to put this in perspective So I love to eat snacks. Uh there was a point when I well I do generally I'm a food lover. I do love to eat food uh, at all times of the day. Um and uh, you know cake, pastries, um snacks of any kind are a huge temptation for me. So every time I used to this this was many years back. Uh, but uh, some of it still holds good today uh, the snack part of it still is uh, to some extent holds good today so even if i have the intention 
you know i am taking care of my health i'm having so actually i am taking care of my health and i do have a ton of healthy habits in place but uh, my point is to show you how quickly it can revert so the temptation is there at the sight of certain foods that are appealing not just because uh, there is hunger uh, not because i sometimes do not eat just because for hunger uh, for me there are different types of hunger uh, one of it being emotional uh, hunger so what happens is uh, if there is a comfort food in the vicinity and i see it i at that point even if i'm not hungry i will reach out to eat it because of the comfort that it gives me and we will talk in extent uh, uh, more about this at a later date because there's so much to talk about this uh, topic uh, but i my point is uh, to just show how the brain works you know what i have been talking so far uh, the difference is even if you have that clear cut intention uh, but you know how quickly uh, if uh, you know you can switch because of the autopilot part of the brain which in the past has registered uh, the feeling good moments that come from certain type of foods that you crave and it overtakes the well intention part of your brain that has decided to stick to your healthy habits a uh, healthy lifestyle healthy eating and so on shifting the balance to give your intentional brain more power takes some work and here are some tips to get started put meditation reminders around you if you intend to do some yoga or intend to meditate put your yoga mat or your meditation cushion in the middle of your floor so you cannot miss it as you walk by i do this even today with my yoga mat um i have a yoga class every evening at uh, it's not strictly yoga we also do uh, weight trainings but um i have it around 4:30 and i will put my mat long before that and if i have to walk or if my husband has to walk he, we have to walk around it because it's right in the middle of the floor and uh, one of the reasons i started doing it was because uh, i used to find excuses in my head that is you know there really was no valid excuse for me to miss the workout but i used to have a habit of uh, finding excuses and i would justify the reason to skip the workout so i started putting reminders um for the workout part for meditation i really don't need any reminders i am naturally inclined that way and i love that moment you know those um, time that i can sit by myself and we have talked extensively about it in the beginning of the talk shows so a lot of information will be out there on the podcasts refresh your reminders regularly say you decide to use sticky notes to remind yourself of a new intention that might work for about a week but then your autopilot brain and old habits take over again try writing new notes to yourself and write it to make them funny that way you will stick with your new intentions longer create new patterns You could try a series of if this then that messages to remind yourself as easy reminders to shift into the intentional brain for instance you might come up with if exercise then flexibility if exercise then weight loss a small uh, if and then statements 
which will ha- create that intentional shift for you if i do not eat uh, snacks in between my meals i can maintain my blood glucose levels much better if you just write the intentional if the small if then statements as posted notes then it is more easy to shift into the mindfulness action uh first thing to clarify will be what we are doing here is aiming for mindfulness not some process that magically wipes your mind clear of the countless and endless thoughts that erupt and ping constantly in our brain we're just practicing bringing attention to our breath and when we notice our attention being wandered off again bringing attention to the breath so these are small tips that you can practice every day and these uh, tips are not only useful for um, weight loss or healthy lifestyle while well, they might be very important for many of us these tips can be implemented for uh, small things around the office around your work environment whenever you get distracted or whenever you have the autopilot habit like for instance uh, you are in a rush you do not have time to uh, reply to certain emails you want to put it off and postpone it uh, whereas it makes um, so much more sense to attend to that task immediately so these are all small steps to practice in mindfulness practice we are learning how to return to and remain in the present moment to anchor ourselves in the here and now on purpose and without judgment The idea behind mindfulness is simple. The practice takes patience. And that's the whole point. And when you practice, trust me, you will be able to achieve it. But it's just the fact that at least for me this is how it worked. I used to forget to practice. Even though I had all the best intentions when I started on my day, I used to forget to keep that during the course of the day when I'm caught up with so much of work. and uh, if i feel like uh, you know lunch time coming around and i don't have anything healthy prepared i would reach out to the easily available uh, sugary snack if let it be cereal or something which is more easily available and i don't really have to put in that much of time to prepare it so these were habits that i knew that were not serving my purpose of intentionally living a great healthy vibrant life no it was not serving that purpose but i tended to do it uh because it was for me at that moment of time it was easy and at that moment of time i would conveniently forget all my good intentions i had set regarding my healthy eating habits so the being prepared you know because that is an eventuality when um even if i um do not want to eat lunch my body reminds me at that particular time you know this is a uh, time for us to eat and if i am not prepared one of the reasons i started a lot of meal prep and i teach meal prep to my facebook groups for women is because if when when i am not prepared and at that point i am actually succeeding in failing actually against with respect to my personal intentions i'm not saying this is applicable to everybody but for me uh certain uh, because of certain behaviors that is in this particular example i will be caught up with work and i would forget to get my lunch ready 
so this was a behavior that i had and as a consequent i will choose options to eat which were very quick to eat very did not require much thinking was easily available like a cereal box or something i was had more sugar content in it and which did not so for my well being and for my health and for those reasons i had to learn to practice more mindfulness but when you keep it uh, the the pointer notes the sticky notes really serve a very very great purpose because even every time i used to go to get the kettle on uh, for tea or coffee i could see my sticky notes point posted everywhere in the kitchen and that would be a reminder for me how to practice more mindfulness in that particular moment i found this interesting article about laughing yoga and maybe you all have heard about this or at least uh, you know read about it but i have never heard about it i found it so interesting i want to share some information with you here what is it and does it work laughing yoga is a popular movement in breathing exercise that aims to cultivate joy bring out your inner child and help you let go of daily life stresses what it is Laughing yoga also known as the laughter yoga involves a series of movement and breathing exercise to promote deliberate laughter it is used as a remedy for physical psychological and spiritual ailments as advocates believe that intentional laughter can provide benefits equal to those of spontaneous laughter though laughing therapy has been used for decades Laughing yoga was discovered by one Dr. Madan Khataria, a family physician in Mumbai, India in 1995. Dr. Khataria claims that laughing yoga will help lift your mood, reduce stress, strengthen your immune system and increase energy levels as a consequence improve your quality of life. He believes that learning to laugh on cue can help you deal with stressful situations by promoting optimism and positivity. As adults become busy with life, activities that promote laughter can go to the wayside. As a result, laughing yoga was designed to teach people how to laugh on cue rather than relying on people or things to bring them joy. how to do it laughing yoga is usually practiced in a group setting such as a club or a workshop uh, and led by a trained laughing yoga instructor that coaches attendees through various exercises to promote enjoyment and laughter most sessions begin with simple breathing techniques clapping and chanting to help people relax Though it may seem silly at first the intention of this exercise is to remove any internal judgment you may have and leave your ego at the door. Does it work? You have probably noticed that laughing can produce immediate benefits such as improved mood. I have quoted many examples in most of my shows about how my husband you know the time that i spend with him he is a naturally born um, you know he can make jokes he pretty much remembers every joke he has heard in his lifetime and that is a ton ton of jokes but he also has that natural talent to make uh, spontaneous jokes out of statements like i say a statement 
um he would he would this is not like 24 hours a day but this is um, uh, you know nowadays our interactions are very light we are not really discussing any uh, you know bank matters or anything like that it's just simple matters so during the course of the uh, discussion or talk he would uh, add that funny line he would uh, twist my uh, sentence into something more humorous and it would immediately light lighten my mood it just absolute immediately the next second i can see that visibly happening even on those days if i am stressed about work or feeling uneasy or worried or something anxious or stressed uh just that ordinary conversation with him for a few minutes is a totally uplifting for me because uh for one i know him personally so well and i truly enjoy the jokes Uh, but you know that ability to make you laugh i think only uh, some of us possess it because i really do not possess it and i really cannot remember any joke that i have uh, heard and if i have to be funny i really have to look up uh, on google some jokes or something and even still i tend to forget you know it's i am not going to go in there but uh, my point is that works uh, the part where you know you you lighten the mood whether you do it intentionally or you do it on cue by lightening the mood we are making that st- be stress relieved and uh, as you know mo- most of us are you know um having uh, you know a lot of work to do and many face very stressful situations at work and so on so if on cue if you were able to lighten your day lighten that moment and bring yourself back to being mindful or bring yourself back to a more steady person you can notice a vast improvement i have even sometimes tried listening to um tracks comedy tracks from movies or people who i think are funny on youtube you can try these things because if you uh, you know like a comedy track or if you are fond of a comedy track from a movie a comedy movie that you love you can look up these um, tracks online and you can play it whenever you know as when you take a break when you are sipping a coffee or tea you take a break and listen to this this has an immediate positive effect in lightening your mood that's the whole purpose of it even if you are having an ordinary day at work lightening your mood and immediately putting a smile on your face is only going to help you more and as a consequence it will help everyone around you Laughing yoga is growing in popularity as a fun way to laugh and take yourself less seriously and that i think is the key point here take yourself less seriously but what happens is if even if we do have the intention of taking ourselves less seriously in that moment we are caught up with it and we forget it we forget um the our intention to take ourselves less seriously and we are so focused either on the problem in front of us or in the work situation or you know somebody else and we forget it and we forget to laugh we forget to smile and we only remember to be more stressed so while more research is needed to elucidate the benefits of laughing yoga there are almost no downsides and anybody can participate you just have to uh, you know gather a few people and in your break room or in your office or in the park nearby or in the dining room at work or you know if you're at home when you go walking when you meet someone you it's so easy to practice and really there is absolutely no harm when we laugh 
and i have seen in some parks uh, many people uh, gather together uh, practicing this and when when i see them laugh i am i actually laugh when i see them laugh because it is so funny they really laugh out so loud you know and even if we do not laugh out as loud as them that moment just seeing other people laugh and be happy whether they did it on cue whether they are practicing laughing yoga or whether they were just laughing at a really good joke that is going to lighten your mood lighten your day lighten the load on your day and it is going to make you uh, more fun is going to make you feel more joy and if this is something that you are seeing outside while you were walking in the park or you know we are traveling somewhere and you seeing outside for me personally what it does is it immediately shifts me to a mindfulness state and i immediately start noticing everything about around me like the birds uh, sun the wind the breeze uh, the trees if there are any um, that moment of shift is probably the blessing that i always look for and um, uh, living in the united states it is really a blessing when you see so many trees really there is no dearth of trees anywhere you go there are trees and more trees in fact my husband and i have uh, lived in uh, an area in north carolina uh, where the population was so uh, less very few uh, i mean it was in definitely in the hundreds or maybe thousands but definitely uh there were countless trees there were a few rivers uh, going through that small town and there were um, a lot of lakes nearby uh but the trees maybe because the land was so fertile i'm not sure what it was a uh, countless of trees every every single direction you glance there were trees and many times you through the trees you can even see the um, the lakes or even the river the side it was just incredibly beautiful so uh, while driving i would uh, listen uh, most of the time i always listen to eckhart tolle's the power of now the cds i've talked about this extensively in my earlier talks and i would um, also be aware of the trees because you know i really do not want to be looking at the trees and drive on the road i would never do that and i do not recommend anybody doing it uh, but the focus you know while if you are driving focus should be 100% on the road uh, but being aware of the natural surroundings you know you really do not have to look at it to be aware of it uh, of course looking when you are sitting in a park and looking that is great but when you are driving you can be aware of it it is pretty much like if uh, you are in a small uh, confined space or in a car and somebody is peeling an orange in the back seat even if you are not looking back and seeing that they are peeling an orange that smell that immediately the orange produces is enough for you to know yes an orange is being peeled or it's being eaten so likewise when you are immediately aware of your surroundings uh, if you're walking if you're walking to work uh, my son when he walks to work he will always be looking at the phone Uh, you know this message that message or he'll be talking on the phone uh, this was in his early 20s and i used to literally beg him not to do it because of primary because of safety concerns and uh, also why waste that 20 minute talk i mean to, uh, sorry 20 minute walk to the office because that is the time that you can really tune in you can feel the sun on your skin you can feel uh, the color in the trees whether it is um, it is autumn uh you know fall weather or the leaves changing color or if you can spot any birds 
you when you were tuned in of course you are also going to see the uh, traffic you're going to hear noise from the traffic if it is new york i'm i'm having new york in my head when i'm talking about this but uh, many other uh, cities in the united states does not have that much of traffic sound as uh, new york i think maybe san francisco might come really close but in general but my point is being very mindful you know if if you are uh, have the chance of walking to work that is truly the best part of the day because you are going to have uh, if you are having a long and hectic day and add it to the stress that goes with work that few minutes that you are walking whether it be 20 minutes or 30 minutes is your time it's your time to get started on your day it's your time to become more mindful it's your time to breathe in and breathe out it is your time to notice your surroundings it is your time to be more tuned in to your surroundings and to nature and pretty much wherever you live in the world these things are possible and if you let's say you're not walking to work of course you can still do it you can if you're taking a walk you can do it or you can just go and sit for a few minutes while i used to do this a lot pretty much most of my life when i used to drink my morning cup of tea i would uh, sit in a balcony or sit outside or sit in a park bench wherever i am sitting and tune myself to the environment tune myself to the trees around me to the birds around me to insects around me to see if there are any ants going by you know these are all small small tiny steps that you can implement in your daily life but the practice is going to have a very profound effect not only on your that particular day but on your whole life and that's how we build up the holistic living and the empowered living it's not just jump in and die one day and get it all it is a slow gradual build up over time and takes a lot of practice and takes a lot of patience but by building it up over time it is going to strengthen that muscle inside of you and once that is strengthened this is my personal experience again once it is strengthened within of me within me i really don't even have to look at a post it note to remind myself to be mindful or remind myself to experience nature at its beauty it just automatically happens because i am in tune with it and these are my suggestions and tips for you also to become in tune with it i want to share a story from gautama buddha's life one day buddha was in an assembly when a man walked in looking very furious He thought Buddha was doing something wrong. Buddha was drawing a huge crowd wherever he traveled and people would just want to go and sit by him and meditate. Now this man was a restless businessman and the businessman found that his children were spending most of their time in Buddha's presence. when they could have engaged themselves in the business and made more money for the businessman so the businessman was absolutely furious he felt that spending 4 hours of their day or more seated next to someone and meditating was a complete waste of time
So as father of the family, he was very upset and he said, I am going to teach the Buddha a lesson. With anger in his heart, very furious, he walked confidently towards Buddha. And as soon as he approached Buddha, the thoughts started to disappear. But within him, inside of him, the anger did not dissipate. He was shaking and he found himself speechless. Since he was unable to express his emotions in words, he simply spat on Buddha's face. Everyone was shocked. The whole assembly of thousands of people were shocked. Buddha, in return, simply smiled. His disciples who were sitting with him were furious. They wanted to react and were ready to jump, but the Buddha's presence did not allow themselves to allow them to do so. No one could get up and fight with the businessman or argue with him or yell at him or even hurt him physically. Everybody sat as they were already sitting. They just could not believe that someone could behave in such a degrading and poor reprehensible manner towards Buddha. But they could not say anything. And this man could not stand any longer. The businessman could not stand there any longer. He noticed his action had not drawn any reaction from all the people around him. There were hundreds, wherever Buddha traveled, there were hundreds, if not thousands of people who gathered to sit by him. And this would go on for hours. So when the businessman arrived with so furiously with all his pent up anger and spent on the Buddha, Though the monks, his uh, Buddha's disciples, um, his devotees, everyone were there uh, who, who were even more furious about this action. But none of them got up to react. So the businessman noticed his action had not drawn any reaction from the people around him. And the Buddha had simply smiled in return. A few minutes later, he thought, if I stay longer, I will burst and I will explode. So the businessman walked away and reached home. Once he reached home, he could not erase the image of the smiling Buddha from his mind. For the first time in his life, he had met someone who had such an extraordinary reaction to such a disrespectful act. He could not sleep all night and the businessman's whole body underwent a transformation. He was shivering and shaking and he felt his whole world had collapsed. So the next day he got up and he went to the gathering of Buddha uh, where uh, Gautama the Buddha was sitting under a tree uh, with uh, hundreds or maybe thousands of um, devotees, uh, disciples, um, ongoing people, you know, local people, everybody was seated. So the businessman walked up to the Buddha and fell at Buddha's feet and said, please forgive me. I did not know what I was doing. So the businessman fell at Buddha's feet 
pleading and begging for forgiveness this was the man who was absolutely furious uh, the previous day furious and uh, you know that buddha his sons were spending time with buddha and he could was could not hold his pent up anger and he even went to the extent of spitting on the buddha so that this is the businessman who now falls at buddha's feet and begs for forgiveness i did not know what i was doing he pleaded to which the buddha replied i cannot excuse you everyone including buddha's disciples were shocked at this all his life buddha has been known to be very very compassionate he was the most compassionate person everybody knew he had accepted everyone in his ashram um regardless of their past regardless of their past actions and now he was telling this businessman that he could not excuse his behavior buddha looked around and found everyone to be in a state of shock so he explained why should i excuse you he asked the businessman why should i excuse you when you have not done anything what wrong have you done that i should excuse your behavior the businessman replied yesterday i came to this assembly and in my anger i spat on your face i am the same person it is me buddha said that person is not here anymore if i ever meet the person on whom you spat i will tell him to excuse you for me to the person who is right here in this moment you are wonderful you have done nothing wrong you see in life when do we truly forgive a person true forgiveness is when you forgive a person and that someone doesn't even know that he is being forgiven that person shouldn't feel guilty for his deed that this is the right kind of forgiveness if you forgive someone and keep reminding them about their mistake and make them feel guilty all the time then in truth you have simply not forgiven them it guilt itself should be enough punishment for a person i have uh, spoken extensively in uh, throughout my talk shows about how forgiveness is very very important in fact if you ask me i would say that is one of the most important traits um, if you do not already have it cultivated uh, along with empathy uh, compassion definitely love but if you cannot bring yourself to love you should really practice empathy and compassion but this forgiveness i even shared you a very very easy to follow hope no no prayer uh, which i stumbled upon so many years back uh, the whenever i think of how i stumble on to things i um, always uh, find it so intriguing uh, the exact message that i want to talk every talk show my husband keeps asking me how do you prepare for a one hour talk show and i say i am never prepared and that is true the exact material that i need to talk this is irrespective of who is listening and who is not i just turned it into a spiritual experience which is what i done pretty much all of my adult life anything then i would turn it into a spiritual experience 
and uh, the material would arrive to me to speak so this hope and upon a prayer which i truly love and practice diligently for so many years uh it just came to me and i mean i read about it not came to me means i did not think about it 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 originated somewhere and i read about it and was so impressed and likewise this forgiveness it's i always of am of the belief that we carry it inside of us that um, like in the story that i said uh, i always feel we can narrate the bigger truths in small stories so the story the man was so furious as would any other um, head of the household or a father or mother who might think that their child is wasting their time instead of studying doing something else or you know instead of focusing on work uh doing some other activity that is degrading you know so many things happen all around us even uh, we ourselves can get frustrated or angry even with ourselves or with our spouse people nearby people our friends colleagues so on so um it really does might not have be as strong as a power as anger anger has, carries a lot of power but uh it can be frustration it can be annoyance it can be so many different things so from my personal experience i always have the habit of quoting only from my personal experience because to me it does not make sense to quote what somebody else has quoted and somebody uh, the truth that somebody else has lived if it is not my truth Uh, then it to me it does uh, it does not really make any sense it is a form of plagiarism and but more more than that it, if it does not make sense then what's the point in telling like for example i have uh, two facebook groups we have over uh, 45000 women in our groups and one of the primary points that um, i talk about is holistic health healthy living and women's empowerment that was the mission statement for starting the groups Uh, to empower women and at the same time to live a very holistic healthy lifestyle so uh, after uh, if that is my main topic and i continue to post photos of sitting and eating cakes large cakes i do not do that at all i am um, absolutely do not touch sugar for many years now but i'm just saying as an example then it will not make any sense right <laughs> eating the cake and then talking about holistic living uh, i'm not uh, saying you should not eat cake I'm, that's not my point i'm just saying as an example if i am advocating to abstain from sugar and then on top of it i uh, drink uh, colas or something you know added sugar in it and or eating with added sugar in it then it does not make sense to me it does not so as an example i'm saying so um this forgiveness is like something that you are holding within if i mean not not forgiveness when you do not forgive when you have the anger uh that anger can have been built up over years and um so you have it within you for whatever the reason and with whomever you are having it towards but it is within you and that is exactly my point if that is not addressed within you you are not going to see the change outside outside of you because everything is uh, ultimately going to be a reflection of what is within you and by carrying toxins within you um, anger is definitely a form of toxin to me it is and uh, it is uh, not only my experience it is uh, it is my belief as well and my understanding as well and um, you're carrying it within you and you are just going to see the reflection of it outside of you and that's how that thing begins 
so when we are wanting to manifest something else outside wanting to see changes outside we really really need to focus on the changes inside again this is my own um theory thoughts opinions and understanding i have not copied it from somewhere to share this this particular point i resonate deeply with it that is because your experience alone is enough to carry through to be a teacher for you and to carry through those times the point is you have to be open to it uh sometimes when i tell my husband you know instead of talking uh, in this manner to someone else you could have pointed it out the same fact in a different manner because for the same uh, fact or something you want to point towards a person there are many ways in communicating like for example uh, someone uh, is late like um uh, you have a maid who is helping you clean the house and she is late um uh, instead of yelling right away that you know i was expecting you you promised you would be at 9 9 am sharp but you have turned up 920 or something and how dare you instead of doing all those because you have that pent up inside of you you were expecting someone to turn up at the time because you also have work to get to so your automatic reaction which is a habit for you is to turn to that other person and to alert them while that same thing can be handled in a more mindful way when, when whenever you immediately bring bring yourself to the moment bring yourself to be more present in the moment in the now you are more conscious of that reaction of yours and you do not react you train yourself to respond it in initial stages it is a training because uh, it does take time i don't know about you but for me it took time uh, to bring that mindfulness in but uh, it does become an automatic response la- later on you know once you are truly embedded in within you and you are able to practice that i'm not saying i'm 100% there yet but i do have my moments but for the most part i'm watchful of it but irrespective of all of that even when i make a small disagreement with my husband or make a small uh, negative observation it could be so small and so insignificant that is my point it can be absolutely insignificant but if i feel that as it's kind of stepped out of my threshold and my boundary i immediately make a point to apologize because i never think that um i did it because of you that kind of mentality i never have because i have seen most people have that you know you made me do it if i yell at you you made me do it somehow it is not my responsibility somehow it is your responsibility i've seen um, pretty much everybody um where i live uh, i have seen that for so many years and one of the best examples as always are my parents uh, my mom would absolutely refuse to go walking like even for like 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day when she was in perfect health and she could definitely walk she was in really really good she is still today in very good health but um you know just like 10 years back or so when she was 10 years younger and you know that much more healthy uh, she would absolutely refuse to do the walking as an exercise uh, she had it in her head that i do not have time and that was a standard excuse everyone in my family know it uh, my late mother in law also did the exact same thing i have no time i have seen so many women do that you know i have no time 
I'm not saying that they are not busy. Of course, in this example, my mother and my late mother-in-law were busy people. They were attending to the household. They had, um, you know, a lot of cooking going on and so on. But uh, doing that exercise for themselves would have helped them so much more in their daily activities. Their daily activities involved a lot of standing near the stove. Uh, they were primarily in charge of cooking for a large family. And they were also involved in other tasks in the household, like uh, laundry or, you know, cleaning and so on. So just doing that uh, 10, 20, 30 minutes of walking, simple walking, would have only enhanced their own day-to-day -day functions, helped keep their body more flexible and help them raise their metabolism and help them with more energy. So the point is, I have noticed this, my observation that people tend to hold, uh, you know, anger or resentment or uh, irritation or annoyance. There's so much more that we tend to hold on. I mean, there's a host of things we tend to hold on. And so that was the purpose of the story, to convey it to the story. And using Buddha as the example, I always love to read Buddha stories because there's innumerable examples how about you know to interpret into our daily lives so going forward i will try and bring more of these stories so for today that was the story and uh, uh, the lesson that we learned uh, through buddha's actions on how to deal and how to respond and how his disciples and devotees and onlookers responded to that particular situation the power of personal integrity how to lead your best life this is an article written by dawn no last name is given but i found this online and really in tune with today's uh, topics what if you were able to not only achieve your goal you set your mind to but obliterate them and achieve success in a fraction of time what if you were able to live your be very best life, be the very best version of yourself? All it really comes down is self-integrity. After all, you know it's important to be honest and keep your word in all areas of life with your family, loved ones in your career, job, colleagues. But what about with yourself? With personal integrity, when you tell yourself you are going to do something, no matter how big or small, you follow through and do it. Which means when you set a goal, you follow through and achieve it. What is personal integrity? And we always think integrity is the stuff of superheroes and famous people like Abraham Lincoln, Rosa Parks, and Gandhi. And today, um, actually on January 26th, India celebrated the Republic Day. And naturally, uh, thoughts about Gandhi and his speeches have come up online. Which implies that to live your life with integrity requires saintly morals. Or to bigger, be bigger than yourself. It is fairly clear that integrity makes us better citizens. Maybe even better role models. But what about how your actions affect yourself? Personal integrity is like the smaller 
overlooked underdog component of integrity is the cinderella of integrity first be honest with yourself honesty is not telling a lie right it takes extra effort to engage in self reflection in order to decipher what you are feeling and why you are behaving or reacting a certain way i don't know if you remember but my very first talk show on the radio that is exactly what i talked about you know how to sit by yourself practice self reflection and to acknowledge what you are feeling and why that the key word here is the why because sometimes you will notice that you are not always the perfect form within your within yourself that is let's say um you are coming across a person whom you feel has um, cheated you then your emotions your feelings to that person will be influenced by how you are feeling inside of you being honest with yourself is having the strength to recognize the real reason behind why you are not making progress accept your limitations we all have certain strengths so naturally we also have come with a host of weakness so accept your strength and your weakness follow through on your word what is the single best gift that you can give yourself give yourself the gift of follow through if you make a promise to yourself keep it what might you have accomplished by now if every time you told yourself you would do something you actually followed through with it just imagine how many goals you would have crushed why is personal integrity so important the ability to follow through on your goals if you were able to be honest with yourself about what it takes to achieve your goal and use self reflection to adjust your actions you will follow through on your word and develop self awareness and confidence to achieve bigger goals so this ties in with the ability to self respect and stay true to your personal commitments as you practice self integrity and start making progress you gain the experience and confidence to keep going one small success will lead to another larger success when things do not work out using personal integrity will also help you understand why stay honest with yourself and your limitations and find a way to make adjustments to keep going live a life of meaning and purpose this is my absolute favorite reason to practice personal integrity i honestly feel and i really believe this that every single person should do this and uh, for the most part part i have stopped telling people the, this because i gather that you know not everybody is tuned to this way of thinking and um people just associate me with these kind of uh, topics to talk and so on and i really do not find that many people in my real life who have that sense of meaning in their uh, life and in purpose and this resonates me resonates with me more with senior citizens because i feel that is the most perfect time to re- to really practice all this you're already retired from full time work you are financially well established your kids are all doing fine truly to me that makes complete sense to practice this
but trust me every time i try and um, give my radio link or share uh, these kind of thoughts to um, uh, seniors along these lines the first and uh, foremost excuse i hear is i have no time and really a few women um, like last month they told me uh, i have to wash dishes when in reality the, they did not have to wash i am not forming a judgment here i am just stating it is as a fact so i have come to completely accept that you know just because i happen to think this way i am passionate about this way of thinking and i believe this is most crucial essential for me uh, and for everyone that does not mean everyone is going to nod their head and acknowledge this because people are caught in their own things now almost all of this almost pretty much everything i talk is not just to a career oriented person or uh, somebody who's aiming uh, to go up the um, uh, corporate ladder or a business person uh, or a student no every single talk that i have done so far and everything that i talk applies to everyone it is common to everyone it depends on how that person is absorbing the material and how they choose to transform themselves ultimately the key to transformation is within you and the key to empowerment is within you and um, sadly i find women especially women who do not take this into their own hands they always always at least the people who i know in real life the people who i see in real life they always um, give their responsibility over to others and by not taking responsibility they are not responsibility they are not living an empowered life and when you do not live an empowered life then there is subsequent downfall in so many areas starting with health even health like um, in the example that i gave uh, i have given many times my mother uh you know not uh, walking for 10 50 20 minutes a day or something such a small example and it is a natural occurring example probably you know somebody uh, who does this in your own life in your day to day even today these things happen but a uh, subsequent uh, consequence of that is that today my mother has not able to she still um, she can still walk she can move around but um Uh, she, the ability has fallen down a great deal because she did not sustain herself with walking uh, as an exercise and that to a small amount time of walking it makes a large impact over the run but she was a very active person and today now she blames it on the family she says i had to cook for you guys and that's why i'm not healthy today but that is um, an example to show that you, in this example she did not take her own life she did not empower herself with her own thoughts feelings actions and take responsibility for uh, for it all so again let me repeat live a life of meaning and purpose as you develop your personal integrity you become a very strong individual you may you will also become capable of achieving what you put your mind to and you can start out with personal goals like losing weight uh, walking for 30 minutes a day simple goals but once you finally achieve these goals and learn how to tackle even bigger holes goals a whole new world of opportunity becomes available if you do not love the life you live right now you can change it and that 
is one of the key words here because i in my personal life find so many people who are not happy or content with your life at that in this present moment and the surprising thing is many people i know are senior citizens so if you are not already happy or overjoyed with your life right now at this point that is you are uh, 70 plus years old and if you are not happy that does not really sound good to me so that's that's why i'm going on and on about this topic so you have the power to change it and that is the most empowering thought of course change is very difficult and it can be scary but when you know how to achieve it and you start with small steps and you put your mind to it and you grow as an individual and then you strive for more so it is never too late to be what you might have been it is never too late to be what you might have been the first step is to be very honest with yourself to be truly honest with yourself are you really putting in the effort necessary to achieve your goals if you feel like you were stuck and you are not making progress or feel that progress is just too slow you probably aren't really putting in the full effort necessary ask yourself am i really putting in the best effort is there something more i need to do then be very honest about that answer keep in mind that you are you are not accepting defeat or failure you if you are not putting in the full effort why is this not your skill set do you have unrealistic goals do you need outside support or motivation for example when i uh, in the example that i gave you know about um Uh, eating uh, healthy uh, habits and you know healthy lifestyle one of the examples i gave was i would not be prepared when lunch time or dinner time came around and i would just eat whatever i can get my hands on and pretty much that would always be as like a um, oily snack salty snack or a bowl of cereal or something like that you know which which did not serve my purpose which were, which was not aligned to my goal of leading a healthier lifestyle So when I sat with myself reflected about but what was going on I was able to and was open to the answer with that rose within me I was able to clearly see that I was not doing meal preparation for for my particular example if I had a salad already ready in the fridge all I had to do was step into the kitchen open the fridge at lunch or dinner time and eat my salad which was prepared by me with the taste that i like conforming to my healthy habits so once i was able to accept my honest answer to my questions i was able to empower myself to make those small changes that finally has driven me to success above all stay true to your word if you have that inner conversation with yourself that today is the day that i give up sugar for a week or start walking 10000 steps a day or simply won't spend a single penny something whatever is your um, intention or commitment even if no one else knows about the commitment you made to yourself give yourself that precious gift of following it through in return you will develop personal integrity and actually achieve the goals
For many, many years, I had the goal of walking 10,000 steps a day. And you will not believe it, I bought every gadget there was to count the steps. Um, I bought so many different kind of pedometers from the least expensive to some costly ones. I bought a Fitbit. Till date, it has not worked for me. This is just my personal thing, not against any brand or anything. But for me, it did not work. Uh, Irrespective of so many replacements I was sent, it still does not work. And so I have spent a fortune on it. And in the meantime, I did not walk my 10,000 steps. This this happened for many years in my past. I would... um, you know, I would come up with millions of excuses why I could not make it. But I never sat with myself in retrospection and find out for myself why I was not making it. I only thought I needed a better gadget to monitor the step that I was not even walking to begin with. So it is so, it is of course embarrassing to share the truth, but that act, this actually happened to me in real life. Next, write a personal mission statement. If you feel like you are coasting through life without any particular direction, it may be beneficial to write your own personal mission statement. Think about the principles you wish to lead your life by. Do you want to contribute to a cause? Again, I have examples here because this is something I sat and thought. I really wanted to contribute causes that support the environment, that support uh, planting trees. Uh, so I wanted to spend my time, which these are things that I think so, okay, it's, might not be uh, somebody else thinks, it's, might disagree with me, but I think it is wise of me to spend my time in a useful manner, which is um, productive uh, in the sense that it contributes a significant amount, a significant way to somebody else's life. That is, I add some value to somebody else's life at the same time that I am living my life. This, these are my thought process. So when I contribute to the environment, I am not only uh, bringing awareness to everybody who knows me, that these are pa- uh, uh, projects I am passionate about, but I want to leave the world a better place than I found it. And I still find it. In India, there are um, millions of ways where, where we can improve the em- environment. And uh, where we can raise awareness, it has always shocked me for so many years and it still shocks me. People are not aware of the um, environment in which they live in. And this I am only talking with respect to India and where I live. I'm not making any general statement or not condemning no judgment of any kind. It's just an observation that I have and it is I have proof for my observation. Um, and primarily the people resort to these things because they do not have awareness of it. That's the thing. If When, when awareness is built about a cause, uh, say for planting trees, why? Because there are so many, many, many uh, reasons why we need to build more trees, why to cut less trees and not erode the existing trees. This again is um, uh, applies to India when um, after like 20 plus years in 2019 I took uh, a train ride with my husband Uh, it was just from one city to another city Uh, but along the way we had to pass uh, two large rivers and um, the river bed was dry and when I say dry absolutely dry no trace of water so when the train started moving across the bridge, it is a really large, you know, long bridge because of the 
it was a large river so from one end of the bridge to the other end i just watched through the window with my mouth open i was shocked i just could not believe a river that i sh- saw growing up uh, when i have gone to that river to bathe it used to flow uncontrollably on both edges it was such a large river it used to flow uh, and um, I, even now when i talk about it i am so uh, hurt and upset about the fact that we let it go you know it's a combined collective uh, responsibility so all i could see were some huge boulders and some uh, stones and stuff pebbles and then sand not a drop of water as far as my eye could see while we were going over the bridge I immediately started um, going online reading about it. I didn't know what happened because I was away from the country for so many years. I genuinely and every time I visited I only had time um, you know a couple of weeks I had to spend with my parents. So I really did not and with my in-laws who are no more but I did not have time to go uh, crisscross the country and look at the uh, rivers and stuff. So this was a total eye opener, huge shock and above all it I felt sad. The one thing that till today this moment i feel is sadness sadness that we um, humans and the people the residents of the area uh, everybody around uh, who um, you know who have taken care of themselves have not really um, t- felt that the need to be responsible for the river so not only does the we lose the water we also the environment is vastly affected by it all the birds that de- depend on these um, the river the trees that depend it everything gets eroded so uh, so this goes on and i just studied extensively about what's going on in you know in the country where i grew up and where uh, i have seen rivers i have just fresh memories of those rivers and i had to educate myself what has happened in the past few years and then i tried to talk with people whom i know in real life to educate them trust me this was another eye opener nobody wanted to hear me talk nobody wanted to hear why should we plant more trees no they all told me one thing their their answer had one thing in common when i opened the tap in my um, apartment flat home house whatever it is i get water you know and if that water runs out we you know uh, there, there is a machine a pump machine which uh, takes water uh, from the bore well down uh, to the overhead uh, water storage bin so you know this is how it works for me this is how i get water so why are you talking about some river that i cannot see or i'm not interested in seeing i have so many things to do in my day to day life then be worried about some river or planting trees this was the most common universal answer i got uh, from people who are living in not only living in that region but also living in other parts of india I don't know if anyone hearing this is going to be as shocked or sad to hear this because this is not this only meant that they did not have awareness of it. So this is an ongoing project with me. Uh, that's one of the main reasons I even started my Facebook groups and one of the only reason I am um, so thrilled that we have 45000 members is that to promote all these causes that I am passionate about and almost all of my causes is about environment. or about well being of others it's never about me 
so if anybody is listening to it you you can you know i have given you the uh, our facebook group of goi radio and you can reach us there with comments and you can also reach us there to find out how to contribute uh, and there are so many uh, recently i launched a, a plant one tree uh, com- campaign in my facebook groups and uh, we were able to see uh, get involved with organizations that promote all of this all over the world this is happening uh, there are pledges to plant billions of trees there is even a pledge to plant plant trillion of trees so there are so many 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 ways which we can get engaged in if you can even save $1 a week or $1 a month towards these causes it does go a long way you don't not have to think how can my $1 go a long way yes it does go a long way so i would uh, very strongly urge whoever is listening to contribute to these environment causes as best as you possibly can and spread the word please thank you have a pleasant rest of the day till next week bye